Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, today's gospel, um, it's a very interesting parable. It almost seems, if you first look at it, that it's kind of unfair, right? Hopefully you're, um, you're paying attention to what was going on, so I'm going to explain it a little bit. So there's a parable, and there's a landowner, and he's going to hire workers for his vineyard, right? And so he's hiring workers, and so the parable represents as if God the Father is looking for workers to enter his vineyard. And so he starts very early, 6 o'clock in the morning, and actually some places, even in the U.S. and some countries, people would just be standing by the road waiting for someone to hire them, okay, for a day's worth of work. And so he started early in the morning, we can say like 6 o'clock in the morning, and he hired you. And imagine he hired you, and you get a day's worth of wages. Say, what is it today? I don't know, 120 bucks or something like that. Let's say if you worked all day from morning from 6 to 6, you received like $100. Denarius was amount to, at that time, equal to a full day's worth of work. And so the landowner, God the Father, is going, and he hires the early people at 6. Then he goes back hires more at 9, hires more at 12, hires more at 3 o'clock. And then finally, he comes back and sees there's a last group that has not been hired, and it's 5 p.m. There's only one hour's worth of work left. He sees them. He has compassion on them. He's like, you guys don't have, no one's, why are you sitting here? No one has hired you? He's like, okay, I'll take you into my vineyard as well. Go ahead and work this last hour. And so when he begins to pay them, he pays the last first and he pays them a denarius, the same he paid the one who started at six o'clock, right? So this parable kind of is interesting because it sounds kind of seems like unfair. Imagine if you worked at 6 a.m. and then he hired someone at five and they only worked an hour and they got paid the same. Wouldn't we kind of feel like that's not fair? Right, kids? Are you listening? Yeah, okay. Yeah, we can kind of seem like it's unfair. But this is not telling us something that is really to be seen in an earthly way. This is to be seen in a spiritual way. So one example is, to to understand this is, all of you have received baptism in this church, right? Most of you, when you were babies, right? Raise your hand. You're baptized, right? You guys know you're baptized. Yes, you were baptized. Okay, good. So we're baptized when the signs of the time we were babies. So Jesus, we could say, called all of us to work in his vineyard since the time we were baptized. We were babies. We received our call, right? Now, what if you are 70 years old, you go through a conversion, and then you receive baptism at 70, okay? Doesn't that person deserve a chance to enter the kingdom of God too? Imagine if you are dying at your deathbed, and you saw someone, you've been good your whole life, you've been living hard, you've been doing an honest work, you've been trying to follow the commandments of Jesus, and then all of a sudden this, this person who lived a bad life, their whole life, a sinful life, but then suddenly, right before they died, they said, you know what, this was wrong, everything I did was sinful, Jesus, please forgive me, I want to be baptized. We would never say, Well, hopefully none of us would say, yeah, that person should have gone to hell, right? We would not wish them to go to hell, right? If we did, then maybe we wouldn't go to heaven ourselves. But but we would see that God the Father is generous with his mercy, with his grace to save people, right? 
So it's not saying that all of us are going to be necessarily the same in heaven. But Jesus can sanctify a soul very quickly. He can sanctify someone very fast. He can make someone a saint very fast. One example is, if we look at some of the saints, right? If you look at Saint Bernadette, she was a little girl, and Mary appeared to her in the grotto at Lourdes, right? Appeared to her. And you could say, why her? Why did you give so much grace to this little girl? It was said that she wasn't even doing that good in her communion class. Why did Mother Mary appear to her, right? Then when she joined the convent, the other nuns looked at her and thought, you're nothing special. There's no way you saw Mary, right? We could say, is God, why is God giving grace more sometimes it seems to certain people, right? Does he love me or you any less if he gives some, pers- some people more graces? Because we all have the grace that we need to be a saint, right? But he can sanctify someone very quickly. St. Bernadette actually died at a young age. St. Therese of the Little Flower, she died at 24. But God gave her so much grace in such a short time, he made her a saint very fast, right? And some people who died martyrs in their 80s, there's not even maybe one church named after them. But here's St. Therese. She never died a martyr. And she died at only age 24. She only spent like eight years in the convent. But there are basilicas and shrines and churches named after her all over the world. Jesus is generous with his grace that he can choose to make someone a saint very quickly. And so this passage is not to be seen as God is not fair because whenever we read this passage, we have to read it in the light of the other things Jesus has said. What has he said? Jesus says, the measure you give is the measure you get back because that's true, right? It is. And, and so if we give God little, at times we receive little. We do. And it's the same thing in the Bible and the other passages. There was another story about a vineyard working hard, laboring in the fields. And then Jesus says, at the end of the day, when you do your duty, say, Lord, God, I'm an unworthy servant. I only did what you asked, right? Giving all the glory back to God. So it's very important that even when we do good, it was God doing the good in us. We cooperated, but it's not me or you. Jesus gave you the grace to do good, right? And so that's why it's a little bit hard for this passage, the more that it was seen, the way it was seen, especially back then, is that the Jews were the chosen people of God. They were called first. They were the first ones called. We heard in the first book today, the book of Deuteronomy, how God did miracles in Egypt. He called his people out of Egypt, did miracles, gave them special graces out of all the people in the world. And he called them first. And then when, when he came, the pagans who didn't suffer the way the Jews did, the Israelites did, didn't, did, weren't even waiting for the Messiah. But then when Jesus came, they started to believe even more than the other people who were waiting for him. And then God gave them the grace of salvation, baptism, the Holy Spirit, and he started just giving them everything as a complete gift. They did not earn it. They did not deserve it. 
they came to in, in, in faith and repented, and he just showered them with his grace. So that's what the story is really about, is that people were starting to come to Jesus, and they started just receiving all this grace. One example is, could be, you could say, St. Paul. It's already after the resurrection. The apostles have been chosen. St. Paul is like a terrorist. He's, he's putting Christians in chains. Then all of a sudden, he's blinded, thrown off his horse, we could say, and is blinded for three days, and God says, you're going to work in my vineyard. And then he tells the other disciples, he's like, don't worry, you will see what he will suffer for my name. Okay? God can give grace to the worst sinner. Right? So it's so important. This is, this is about that we cannot understand, we must begin to understand the mercy of Jesus. It's just like the, the parable of the prodigal son where one son goes off living in sin, and then when he comes back, the other son says, how could you kill the fatted calf for this son of yours who was living in sin? But Jesus doesn't will that any of his children perish, so that when he saves someone out of their sin, and they begin to work in the vineyard, God rejoices that that person is back in his arms. So today, let us ask Jesus to give us the grace to love and accept and rejoice when he gives people great mercy so that he may do the same for us. Amen.